Welcome, everyone. This is the first NCL podcast episode. Now, I know that uh, these are these are strange times right now. A lot of us are either working less or working from home or not working at all. Um, and just a lot of random things going on where a lot of us got a lot more time on our hands. So hopefully one of these things that I'll do, uh, not only to keep myself from going crazy, but uh, to give you guys some more content in the NCL League, uh, I'm going to be trying to do this podcast. This might be one of one, might be one of a couple, might be one of a bunch, who knows. Um, but I'm just going to get us started. Let's just roll right into it. Um, not a lot of games have been played so far, so this should be pretty easy. In case you missed it, uh, Jacksonville beat Houston, which is myself, 27-17. to uh, Houston was 4-0 before losing. Dropping to four and one, Jacksonville with a big win uh, to bring them up to three and two. Really, there was no offensive standouts in this game. This was a pretty defensive battle. Usually, it is between these two. Uh, both quarterbacks threw under two hundred yards. Both of them threw more picks than touchdowns. Uh, Gabriel Bigby, wide receiver for the Texans, he only had four catches, seventy-three yards, but two of them went for touchdowns. Uh, the defense was the main thing here uh, with Jacksonville. Uh, outside linebacker Floyd Darden had two sacks and an interception. He was probably defensive player of the game. But if uh, we're going to talk about a momentum swinger, cornerback uh, Roosevelt Wild had a pick six at a crucial part of the game. Uh, potential play of the week as well if he submits it. Had a couple break tackles and took it to the house on a pretty deep pick six. Um, and that was basically all she wrote. Houston couldn't get anything going after that. Um, so, like I said before, Jacksonville goes to 3-2 and two now, only a game back to Houston in the division, and they get 2-3 and three Kansas City next. Uh, Houston is now 4-1, and one, and it's not going to get any easier. They get the Rams, which is Jaron, uh, who is 3-0-1 oh, after a tie with Johnny last week. Uh, next, we're going to go to the Giants and Redskins. Uh, Giants win 24-3. Uh, doesn't look like much of a game. Uh, even for the Giants offensively, they didn't really do much. Uh, Giants rookie running back Quinn Johnson had 12 carries for eight yards and no touchdowns, including a long run of six yards. So besides that six-yard run, he had 11 carries for two yards. Uh, for Washington, Tyrell Jackson, not a good day. No touchdowns, five interceptions. It was over before it started. For the Giants, uh, really same story, different chapter. Uh, middle linebacker Carothers. Carothers. It's one of those names I've seen a million times but never said out loud. Uh, he had a pick six in this game. This is actually his tenth career pick six. This is his fourth season in the league, and he already has ten pick sixes. And we're not even halfway through this season. So early defensive player of the year runner, I'm sure, as always. Dude's a beast. Uh, the Giants go up to four and one now. They actually get a tough one next with three and one Minnesota. Washington falls to one and four. Luckily, they have a bye. And then after that, they get the Saints, who was open. It looks like it's about to be filled. So who knows with that one. Uh, then the last game we're going to go over here is uh, Kansas City, which is NOLA. Kansas City wins 42 to nothing over the Raiders, which is Cohen from across the, across the sea. Uh, Cohen, let's see here. He had eight interceptions this game. And obviously no touchdowns, so it's kind of hard to come back from that. Uh, but the interesting thing was four of those interceptions went back for pick sixes. Uh, strong safety Tavon Bates for the Chiefs had three of those picks, and two of those went for pick sixes. 
Uh, offensively for the Chiefs, they didn't really do much. They didn't have to, really. Half their offense was their defense. Uh, Tyreek only had two catches for 82 yards, but one of them was a 73-yard touchdown. Uh, Kansas City uh, gets a little bit closer to 500. They're now 2-3, and three, and they get 3-2 and two Jacksonville, like I said earlier. Oakland falls to 1-4. and four. They need to turn it around here, but they do get 2-2 two and two Denver next, and they actually just beat Denver 16-7 to seven last week. So yeah, that, you're going to turn it around. This is the week to do it against 2-2 uh, two and two Denver, which is Palmer. Uh, next, we're going to get into a little bit about who's hot, who's not in the league. Uh, it's kind of still in the earlier parts of it, but it's still kind of easy to tell some of these trends. Uh, obviously, Baltimore, um, not defending champ anymore, but still uh, obviously one of the big contenders. They're the only completely uh, – well, they are the not the only undefeated team, but they're the only team who has won every single game. Therefore, no, Rams are the only other undefeated defeated team as their 3-0-1. Oh, uh, the Giants, who we just talked about before, they started the year out 0-1, oh, but have rattled out four in a row, so they're on fire. Uh, Tampa Bay and Minnesota, both of those teams started out 0-1 oh, as well, and they both have rattled off three in a row, so they're all 3-1. and one. Um, Then even our Super Bowl matchup started the year off with losses, and uh, both have won two in a row after starting out winless, so Buffalo and Green Bay getting on the right track as well. Uh, for players, uh, let's go to quarterback Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck for the Colts. He is tied for the lead in passing touchdowns with 12. He's tied with Mahomes and Easton Stick of the Chargers. Uh, but he only has three interceptions, which is less than half than Mahomes and even less than that for Stick. So Luck is off to a great year, and uh, the Colts are definitely going to need it if they're going to try and make a run in the AFC South. Uh, the Colts have not won that division since year one, I believe. Um, so they're going to need some help as it's a pretty tough division now. Uh, let's go over, let's head to the NFC South here. Uh, running back Ido Smith. Ido, Ido, I don't know. Uh, last week against the Rams, mentioned a little bit before, they ended up in a tie. But man, was it a slugfest. It was one hell of a game. Proud that I made it game of the week. And I uh, really lived up to the hype. Uh, but for Ido Smith specifically... He had 21 carries for 245 yards and three touchdowns. Just completely kept the game in sync for the Falcons, and uh, they uh, <laughs> they would have had a tough time without him. Uh, actually, now after that game, Smith has a 9.2 yards per carry, which is the best in the league for anyone that has at least 60 carries on here. Uh, I know Mixon's about the same, but he's had a little bit less carries. He's close, but Ito's on a big year. He has, uh, I believe, about eight touchdowns as well on the season, which is tied for the league or close to it. Um, and then we'll go to John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals. Haven't talked about them yet. Uh, Ross leads the league with 487 yards receiving. However, he only has nine catches so far, but six of those have gone for touchdowns. So six touchdowns, nine receptions. Nice. Uh, and on top of that, he also threw a touchdown, which was a play of the week nominee which probably will win here so uh, those are some of the good things of the league so far a couple teams and players that are standing out in this first uh, handful of weeks let's uh let's go to the part where we rag on some of these people hate to do it but here we go carolina young c started out one and oh i think it was a force but we'll forget about that uh, they're on a three-game losing streak now, which is tied for the longest losing streak in the league for a non-computer team with Washington, who we talked about earlier getting kind of destroyed. 
Um, so Carolina's got to start to turn it around here. Um, three in a row is not good. Not good at all. And then we kind of touched on this a little bit, but let's let's dive a little bit deeper and let's pour a little salt in the wound here with Oakland. Uh, Second-year quarterback, Mason Clayton. He had eight interceptions against Kansas City, as we mentioned, but here's the thing. That gives him 24 on the year. So even though he had a third of his interceptions in one game, he still has 24 picks, which leads the league. And he only has two touchdowns. Not a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so, this is, like I said before, this is kind of the first podcast. I'm literally just sitting in my garage recording this right now, looking at notes in my phone. But um, as we go forward, we'll have more stuff for you. Um, we even have a way for people to send in messages of either suggestions or if they want sound bites played on this podcast or anything like that. Um, we're going to see how much we can develop this because a lot of us ain't got nothing but time in our hands right now. So I think it's something that could be cool and a, honestly a big recruiting point too for getting new users in to see that we have an active podcast and uh, just another way for you guys to get annoyed by me. So let's uh, wrap it up here with some things to watch for coming up. Uh, we still have our game of the week for this week that's yet to be played. Uh, Cleveland is a... Even though Cleveland's 2-2, two two, I got them at a 6.5-point favorite against Miami, who's 3-1. Uh, Miami's a newer user. Haven't seen him play too much. Uh, so let's see if we can uh, put some pressure on him here. 4-0 uh, Baltimore. They get 2-2 two and two Detroit. Uh, normally that wouldn't be something too crazy to look at, but after what happened in Nikki's game last week against the Steelers, where she blocked the field goal for a touchdown at the buzzer, to bring it into overtime where she eventually won. Anything's possible. So I got my money on Nikki to end Baltimore's undefeated season. Um, and then another sneaky good game, 3-1 and one Chargers. That's Drew. Uh, Going to be taking on 2-2 two and two Philly, who's always a, kind of a pesty opponent. Um, for week six coming up here, we advance, we advance to week six Saturday night. Uh, potentially seven matchups between opponents of 500 or above. So... Week six, uh, shaping up to be a potential uh, big week for MCL. Uh, check out the game of the week poll. Check out the two play of the weeks poll and uh, any other ones that are coming out. Um, feel free to let me know any suggestions, anything like that. Or if you want a soundbite on here or join me on this, I don't know what this is going to become. This is just kind of a mini rant with notes. So hope uh, everyone enjoyed this or at least listen to the rest of this to <laughs> hear me quit sputtering. But um, this will do it for this episode. So um, until next time, this is your commish link, and I'm signing off.